0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one
2: serving you. Drive with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines. The uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to double t 973com for that Of the mobile app. The uh, Visual Edge IT hotline open too. the mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Okay. Um, we uh, will have Red Raider basketball on the air for you tonight. They take on Oral Roberts. I, I would have told you at the start of the year, this was going to be your toughest home, true home non-conference game, the the toughest non-conference game, or one of them, maybe you've already played it against Villanova, um, or it could be you know what's coming up this weekend, maybe. Um, but uh, this this Oral Roberts team is is four and four. Jamie coming in, they come off come off a couple of wins. They beat Ozark Christian one ten to fifty one. They did beat an SEC team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Ten, uh, Southeastern Christian Conference. Yes. I have no. no, I have no idea. Dominated the Christians. They did. Um, they beat Tulsa seventy-nine to seventy. Probably, you know, big rival for them. What I would imagine, right? I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one that you want to that's one that you want to beat if you're Oral Roberts. Uh, they did take K State to overtime mm-hmm. um, right before the end of November, eighty-eight oh, to impressive. seventy-eight. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, they also have a win over Texas Southern. They have a loss to the Aggies, Texas A&M. 74 to 66. Which is still a respectable Mm -hmm. score. Yeah. It's a ranked team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then their other win was against another Christian team, Mid America Christian. Okay. So they got the the kind of dominating the Christians right now. Mm. Okay. Uh, So they beat them 74 to 69. And then they lost to UT Arlington to open up the season um, a month ago, 75 71 on November the 6th. So they have four guys in – excuse me, five guys in double figures led by Isaac McBride, who averages 20 a ball game. He gets the free throw quite a bit. He's uh, he's already 39 of 44. Bear in mind, they've, they've just played eight games. So he's, you know what, five makes a game roughly. Um Which is a good number. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. Um, and then their leading field three-point shooter is DeShang Weaver. He's number 14.
3: DeShang,
2: DeShang, D E capital S H A N G DeShang. Um, he is a thirty eight percent three point shooter, so be one he'll have to you'll have to kind of watch for. They um, they average 10 threes made a game. Okay. So that that you know my guess would be that you know probably going to come and run out and try to make some Texas make Texas making eight threes a game um, right now. Um, coming into to tonight's game, and really, I think tonight is um, you you're really your first full game without Devin Cambridge, and your first okay. How, you, Coach McCaslin's talked about this a little bit how you're going to make how they're going to make adjustments, and that that'll probably be over the next couple of games in terms of just trying to feel out how that's going to work, kind of moving forward.
3: Yeah, I would assume so. Maybe he runs something out there tonight that he likes and feels like. Uh, you know, hey, this is great. We're just going to keep rolling with that. Or he says, "Eh, you know, let me try. I tried this this night. Let me try Mm -hmm. this in the next game. And um, maybe even through the course of the game, you can change things up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's probably a little bit of a feeling out process to figure out exactly um, who he wants in that spot and who meshes well together, all those good things.
2: Yeah, because, uh, you know, coming up, you'll have, you know, Vanderbilt and Fort Worth. And then another common opponent that you'll have with Oral Roberts is is UT Arlington you'll play them uh December the 21st so right before Christmas and then coming out of Christmas it's Sam Houston and North Alabama before you take on Texas so you know
3: make it stop
2: well it's going to <laughs>
3: make it stop
2: it's, it's going to just, that that January 1st game will be the the last of those
3: okay it made a big 12 play
2: <laughs> yeah I, under, I understand i I understand and vanderbilt by the way
3: is four and five
2: yeah so it's not like they're this sec bastion of power either
3: no no i would not
2: say that you know um so you look at you look at your team and you know at this point you know cambridge had started all eight games you know prior to tonight will be his first miss and of course he's gone for the year because of the of the knee injury so you got to figure out how to you know make your adjustments and who's going to the old next man up, you know, kind of deal. Um, and see who, who that, who that's going to be. Um, and, um, uh, kind of go, kind of go from there. So <clears throat> how would you, um, how'd you assess things so far with this basketball team? Is it, is it better? Are you better than what you thought you were going to be? Are you kind of meshing? Does it feel like you're starting to understand kind of who this team is a little bit? or you still have a lot of question marks?
3: Well, I think you had to tap the brakes, right? I think I would have told you before Devin Cambridge got hurt that I, th- I think they were trending in the directions of being a little bit better than I thought they mm-hmm. were going to be, not not significantly. I, I didn't think they were going to be terrible, but you know, I thought they'd be a bubble team, and it felt like they were coming off the bubble. But I feel like you have to tap the brakes on that and start over. Yeah. What are you without Devin Cambridge? I thought he was a key cog. You know, I thought he was an important piece to this team. Um, he gave you a lot of toughness on the inside. Did a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, even though he's not your fancy, flashy, you know, leading scorer who's, you know, got all the handles and all the moves and all that good stuff. I just get, he gave you a lot of toughness. He was uh, a solid passer. He rebounded well. He he changed and challenged shots. Um, I I liked his game a lot. So I felt like. You know, veteran leadership, all the above was there from him, mm-hmm. and I, that's a big blow. And I'm not saying you can't overcome it. We just have to see that first.
2: Yeah, he was doing a lot of nice things for you. I mean, he was averaging ten and a half game, points a game. Um, he, uh, he had nine assists already, seven steals, excuse me, five steals and seven block shots. And he was 25 of 36 from the free throw line. Was not a good three-point shooter, at least hasn't been. One of 11. But
3: no, that's not good.
2: You know, uh, still, though, he was he was driving and he was, you know, shooting at about a 53% clip uh, from the field. So, I mean, there was getting a lot of points in the paint.
3: Yeah, and, and offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and just, just kind of cleaning up the mess and kind of a dirty work guy, didn't have to run plays for him, just find himself in the right spot. And, yeah, I thought his game was was, was really good and really um, worked well on Coach McCaslin's system, so. It was a big big loss to lose him.
2: So I guess I guess maybe since since you have this loss of him having these games like Oral Roberts yep. and Vanderbilt and mm-hmm. U T Arlington and They're important. Et cetera, et cetera, et, You're et cetera. You're glad you
3: got two or three of yeah. them before you get yeah. to Big Twelve play to kind of reassess things and figure things out. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. So on on one the hand fan
3: in me that wants to be entertained by sure, you know, good <laughs> basketballs. Right. Not super glad we have them but the you know being smart as a fan you it's can say you also can say okay well it's good that we've got a few weeks to figure it out yeah
2: it's 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 yeah. coming it's it's coming 6 23 so we'll have uh, basketball on the air for you tonight at seven and then the tip is at eight from united supermarkets arena now if you want to get there early tonight and enjoy the popcorn and cold beer a hot dog or something along those lines then you know by all means Go go and enjoy and be a connoisseur of foods. Go from concession stand to concession stand, sample the the barbecue or a burger or a hot dog or a slice or um, you know the chicken strips. Or you have a tummy ache by the time you get to you know the tip off. But
3: that's a bad deal. Yeah, you,
2: know, you would feel you would feel pretty good. And and just 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 a reminder for those of you that because it's been kind of sparse. And I don't know what the crowd's going to be like tonight. It's not like it's going to be lining up there, you know, hours before the ball game to get your get your seat. But if you are sitting in the upper deck, just just a reminder um, that um, they use the air conditioners to cool off the arena for the folks that are below us. So just just it might behoove you to take a jacket with you because sometimes it gets a little chilly up there. Okay, in the upper in the upper deck. Okay. OK, it was it was funny last week with uh, Omaha coming in. I was sitting in our seats and this guy stood behind me and uh, was blocking the was blocking the air conditioner. I was like, oh, boy, that feels good. And I turned around to him and said, can you stay and can you just stand there the whole game? <laughs> but no, they, they wanted to use their seats, too.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: A brief uh, diversion. Get off the uh, road to Shreveport exit here just for just a second. Because this really, this really surprised me. Um, And uh, not that it takes a whole lot to surprise me because I kind of get surprised pretty easily. But usually when you have teams that are of a pedigree, right? When you think about championship teams, like, and I'm talking about teams that have like long-standing, like the Yankees or like the Celtics or, you know, the NFL, the Patriots. Okay. Certainly of recent time. And you would, you would. You would also put the cowboys in there and you you even though they haven't won in something in 30 years and and the 49ers and uh, you you get the drift and another team you put in there is the los angeles lakers so the los angeles lakers won the in-season tournament right they uh, they have 17 nba championships 17 banners that they now hang in their arena that they call crypto.com okay It used to be Staples Center, and I can't remember what it was before that. I think it was something else in between. Anyway, they're going to hang a banner for their in-season tournament victory, Jamie. Okay. It's going to be a different kind of color, and this will be the only one they hang for future in-season tournament championships. They'll just put Mm. the year on there. Okay. They'll just put the year on there.
4: Um, I don't think we collectively mm-hmm. should be criticizing hanging a banner for something that somebody won when we held a banner for a tournament that didn't happen I, um, I know but we were all critical of that none yeah, of we were us,
3: none of us had anything to do with that banner hanging yeah and all three of us said that we hated that the banner was hanging
4: yeah I, absolutely so, but, but the I still don't hung.
3: think there's a reason to be critical of the Lakers for hanging this banner at all. Um, Chuck clearly does. Um, oh, I just thought it was interesting
2: but, for a team that has the pedigree that they do that they would do this. I mean, I could see the Kings doing this, or, or you know, the Utah Jazz doing this that have never won one, uh, or any host. It's like if the San Antonio Spurs had done this, I would have. I just was surprised that they were doing this because they've, they're they're usually a team that just hey we win championships and that's what we do here.
4: That's that's it. I mean, I they can and do they whatever won they want.
3: An in season championship.
4: Yeah, okay. okay, I I thought maybe you would they're uh, not making a bigger deal out of it than the others there it's just going to be years that they won this tournament then we'll see how long this tournament lasts yeah, right but, that's right. the other thing we got to figure out here but you know celebrate what you've done okay
2: it's going to be a different color and shape than the existing gold not, nba championship banners yeah, that not, line not, the rafters
3: right it's not going to have its massive size that mm-hmm. you know that lists a year that they won a title Yeah. so it,
2: okay I just i I thought it was, I thought it was a little odd. I thought, I thought for a team like them, this this would be something that they that they wouldn't do.
4: We are, have been critical in the past of Texas Tech doing a better job of telling their story. The Lakers are just telling their story. We've been critical of encouraging the university to do yeah, a better that job. Yeah, they need to. Do, yeah, need they do, to do, do, a do a better, better job. job. Yeah, then
2: we're, we're maybe we're starting to see that. I just like like I said. I was just surprised that they were doing this given the success that they've had going back to the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, that they would... I just wonder how Magic or Kareem or Jerry West or...
4: As of right now, they're the only franchise that's won the in-season tournament. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's correct.
3: I think I might agree with you if it was the same banner as mm-hmm. what you get for all these other NBA titles. Okay.
2: Uh, oh. but it's
3: like one banner that's yeah. gonna have little numbers of the years whatever yeah uh. I feel like they're showing it significantly less mm-hmm. than a regular championship
2: oh yeah no, it's no there's no doubt about that okay. I mean
3: so I feel like that that that's that's the right what's the term I'm looking for the right balance balance mm-hmm. mix whatever of okay. making that like hey we're happy we did it but mm-hmm. it's not like winning the title in June okay
2: all right. I just, I just thought I thought it was odd. Yeah, that's that's it. I just.
3: And then there's the other part of it that it's like, you know, I, I have enough confusing things about the franchises that I care about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever the Lakers want to do, have at it. You know, just whatever yeah. you want to do, it's not for me to worry. I about.
2: I just thought they were. I always kind of felt like they were above things like that. Like they didn't really make a big deal out of winning the division or anything like that making the playoffs i mean it's just like that's the that's the floor of what we do here
3: yeah i um that's i mean i think your comments fair there um some franchises make a much bigger deal out of winning a like a division title in mm-hmm. baseball than than others or 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 maybe that's the same way in the nfl or the the nba but that being said I mean, obviously, we're not diehard NBA guys. So so we don't really get it. But, and so the whole NBA um, in season tournament, um, to steal a Chuck Hines term, seems a little tricked (laughs) up.
2: Okay. Um, I feel like I'm rubbing off on you.
3: No, I I mean, I used your term. (laughs) Yeah, no, right. You know, I'm talking to you. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I I feel like. if we're being fair, mm-hmm. um, probably the people that are diehard and into the NBA, this was way more entertaining and fun than you and I and Jeff are. Yeah. found it. Yeah, but we're not NBA fans,
2: right? It's just So, not our, not our so,
3: so those to those that are in the NBA circles and mm-hmm. all that, it was a big deal to win this tournament. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. All right. Just a uh, just like I said, just a little, just a little detour. Just to.
3: I mean, it's like if if you went to the maui invitational mm-hmm. and you won that would you be stoked that you won it would your team and your fan base be sure stoked?
2: but you probably shouldn't hang a banner no or... you
3: don't hang banners for, yeah. but you'd be stoked that you won it so yeah. Like...
2: yeah yeah you're probably right about them 6 40 this morning here on the morning drive we will uh continue our discussion of sports your thoughts your comments your reactions to things uh if you had uh does anything exciting happen over the last few days, you want to share it with us. It's end-of-year time, so if you if you want anything, you know, like uh, any employee of the year kind of thing, or you want to celebrate your success and kind of beat your chest a little bit, then, hey, by all means, hang your banner with us right here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Okay, your own little private banner. Uh, it's open. Go to the double T 97 three mobile app presented by Happy.
0: your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the morning drive podcast from double T 97 three presented by Cantex roofing and construction. Thank
2: you for being with us today. Um, we have, uh, we have, have some banner talk going on on the uh, Yates flooring center chat line in uh, reference to uh, the Lakers hanging a banner for the uh, in season tournament. Somebody says this FYI, the, Rangers have a banner for the wild card game of 2012 Orioles five Rangers one
4: <laughs> that's a playoff appearance
2: yeah I know that's an know. NCAA
4: tournament of earth <laughs> I know <but> they, <laughs> that, that's a college world series oh and two on the I don't know that I would
2: have put the score of the game up there though I think I, I don't think just, the
4: score I don't think the score is on that banner well I don't I think know this it's person says
2: game. I don't know I have not seen a picture of it and then somebody else talks about um, you what
4: know else it? the Rangers have they now have a World Series title. Not yet. They have the title. They don't have the banner yet. That, comes know, up, that, that comes flag up will able. fly
2: forever. We all know that. What is your feeling on the Bob Knight banner since most of those wins are not attacked? No, I, I thought that was... I think that was, that's fine. I mean... I, I, Number
4: 900 was here. Yeah, that's what it's celebrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have
2: no problem. I have no problem with that. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, he so, broke the record with us. Yeah, so it's, it's fine. But we're
3: not... And nowhere did we claim
2: all of these are here. Yeah, we didn't claim his yeah. three national championships yeah. to go with his... You know all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, Joey McGuire is the head football coach for Texas Tech, and it's a it's a balancing act right now uh, for his team with recruiting and and the portal and uh, oh by the way the Independence Bowl and they've moved out of their building into the west side uh, at Jones Stadium and uh, he talks about all that act for him.
1: We don't sleep. Uh, no, it's uh man, it's a uh, it's this is the world we live in right now you know december is probably uh the busiest time of year um i would rather have it that way i know some guys i actually heard the sec commissioner talk about you know moving the signing day back and i don't want that i want to get my guys signed and and then january after the bowl game after everything's over be able to just go out and recruit underclassmen and take a deep breath and so right now literally we're 24-7 24-7 between visitors and practice and bowl prep. And uh, the good thing is our guys are um, excited. We've had really, uh, really good practices. We'll have another practice tomorrow. Then we'll be off Sunday. Um, and then we'll practice again on Monday and Tuesday and travel on Wednesday.
2: I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think anybody that's in a – and let's face it, recruiting is selling. It's just – it's another it's another aspect of that. And S- National Signing Day is just another – example of having somebody make a commitment to you. Um, It's similar to like buying a house or a car or, you know, whether it's whatever it is that you sell, um, somebody makes a commitment. And there are some people that you do a handshake with, and there's many people that you might do a signature with. And that that just, it formalizes everything and removes the ambiguity. And I think by having the early signing period, it just feels like, and we've talked about this a little bit, before you have less shenanigans with with recruiting and you you hope that kids have made the decision to go to the school whether it's based on opportunity to play proximity to home legacy their parents or grandparents or uncles or whatever aunts um feeling that this is a a good fit for them academically because let's face it not everybody that goes to play division one football or any sport is going to go on and play professional. I mean, look at Taj Brooks. I mean, he makes the decision to come back to Texas Tech because he didn't get the draft grade that he wanted. And and now there's an opportunity for him to probably make, you know, some money, obviously, through the Matador Club or whatever kind of name, image, and likeness deal that he can kind of put together, however it works. So clearly it's a it was an opportunity for him to come back and contribute, have a legacy because he'll leave now probably the all-time leading running back uh, rusher in texas tech history and and there's a there's an asterisk that goes with that if you want and then uh, and then he has a chance to make some money as well what's the asterisk well the asterisk is it'll take him longer to do it than it took byron hansbard or bam morris or anything along those lines because he's getting his covid year i think byron hansbard is the leading rusher in texas tech history and i think byron did it in three years three yes, yeah three okay. so so the
3: again but that was his choice but, but when, that was just, when you just play four there's no asterisk yeah but you get a yeah they're not going to put an asterisk on it but we all know it's different with guys having five years
2: yeah season. i mean there's going to be a lot of records set and not just texas tech at a lot of different schools in a lot of different sports because of the of the covid year
4: oh i don't know i think the transfer portal is going to solve some of those problems <laughs> So it's a
2: it's a it's an evening out then?
4: Well kind you of know, a thinning
2: of the herd, so to speak.
4: Yeah, a balancing act <clears the> of <throat> people who are getting the nineteenth year that yeah. are at seventeen schools. You, yeah. you can't uh, rack up seven all I those heard, years in one school anymore. I
3: heard Sneed on one hundred point seven the score yesterday suggesting that um maybe in the future we would go you would have six years to play five instead of you know five or to play four four, right.
2: How do you feel about that?
3: I think Snead's um,
2: hitting the sniffing in the glue. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't like his idea at all.
2: No, I don't. I don't either. I do Five not. to play four. It seems four to be... four <laughs> years of college seems to be eligibility. enough yeah. yeah, that seems that seems to yeah. that seems to be enough. Um, and so they have they've moved out of the football training facility. They're in the west side. So now if you drive by Jones Stadium, you see all those windows open over there. Well, it's because there's people working. <laughs> you know, the shades are, that are open now on the west side that's filled with people that are working (laughs) not just sipping cocktails and you know eating you know fancy rolls and stuff like that they're up there working
4: or and just hear me out on this one somebody just didn't put the blinds down before they left
2: no no those those gets warm over there on that on that west side especially in the in the morning, with it's the morning 32 sun.
4: degrees, I think they might welcome some warmth. The morning sun. Uh, here is uh,
2: one last thing from uh, from Coach McGuire, his uh, his targeting in terms of who they're looking for in the transfer portal.
1: With us coming in, even before anybody left, our expectations: we we're going to sign three offensive linemen, we we're going to sign two tight ends, we wanted one receiver, um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, we wanted a defensive tackle, um, we wanted a receive a corner like a true cover corner because we're fixing to lose uh, two older guys Uh, we want to try to stay four in that room that we know can go play right now and then best available like now you start looking at well this kid's really good we always are going to look at somebody that can hit the quarterback as an edge guy Um, so you kind of go back and forth with that but Coming in, that was kind of our expectations that we knew this is what we we're going to lose. This is what we knew we were coming in with, and that's how we're going to sign the class.
2: Sounds like a Santa Claus wish list, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> this is this is this is what we want, and you and you hope. They... Interesting, only
3: one wide receiver.
2: Yeah. So maybe. So,
3: so that says they have confidence in the guys that they have coming coming back. They have confidence in the. Redshirting guys, and mm-hmm. and then of course the guys you have coming in that you yeah. signed in this
2: class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but maybe if somebody just popped up, you never know. Uh, would they, would they, would they take take that person? So, mm-hmm. it is uh, it is kind of craziness for them right now as they try to get to uh, get to next week and get. Uh, and one the other thing that maybe this is I don't know if this is good or bad or in in between, but once you kind of get the bowl game out of the way then you still have a few days left before you know the, the early signing period. And that, I would imagine, the recruiting that's going on right now for the portal guys, the, your, your signing class is done unless somebody kind of comes in at the last minute and says, hey, upon further review, I want to come here. Bam. You know, um, the, the last minute, you know, hat switching and all that kind of stuff, that seems, that seems like that's kind of gone, gone, by the, and gone a, a, away, which I think we're all grateful for. And uh, I'm not saying it's not that there's not some hard selling that's going on at the very end, guys that are yeah, leaning one way.
3: There's still some of those guys mm-hmm. out there that want to have a big, make a big to do about it.
2: Yeah, but I mean the the getting the the switcheroo. It's uh, yeah. I think it become harder and harder to do that, especially with the money that's uh, that's involved. There was a reason why we never saw that in college basketball uh, over the years. <laughs> it was because those those deals were already done. Okay, and maybe a reason why we're seeing less of that in college football because. Those deals are already done before we get to signing date. 725. Jamie's question of the day is next.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the morning drive podcast from double T 97 three presented by Cantex roofing and construction time. Now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock sports station, double T 97 three.
3: All right. There's one answer and I'm taking off the books. Okay
2: probably the best answer the most obvious answer a win a win
3: what would make you the most happy to see in shreveport on saturday at the bowl game
2: you know it's interesting it's interesting that you asked this question because i was going to ask you a question that's kind of similar to this um so i'll kind of give you my my thought on this my my i think what i would really what i would love to see it was, I would love to see the offense purr like a smooth engine. And by that I mean where you had like some continuity, where you had, you know, a mixing up of the run and the pass, where it felt like that it was kind of all running on all cylinders, so to speak, where there wasn't any question coming out of the game of why we didn't do this or why did we do this or oh my god you know here we are fourth and forever at our own 22 yard line we're going for it again just so we can bail ourselves out just i'd like to see the offense like smooth like just like purr just like a a smooth engine that's what i'd like to see
4: okay i like chuck's answer a lot um my first response my first answer was going to be offensive execution where you're just firing on all cylinders like your receivers are making the right cuts and your quarterback is reading where they're, they're reading the defense better and uh, you you get the things fixed that it felt like you haven't gotten going at all this year. But since Chuck already said all that, I want a big man touchdown. I want a defensive lineman to do a scoop and sco- score and do the worm in the end zone. A worm. Okay. Do the worm. Big man touchdown time.
2: Wow, scoop and score. I got one of those in the Cowboys Eagles like game. Like Tony Bradford right or Jalen Hutchings. Insert
4: or- big man. It can be for all I care an offensive lineman doing it. it, it, it you can run a uh, an eligible make one of them eligible for a pass and have him go out and catch it big man touchdown time. Let's have some fun in the bowl game. Since, you know, Jamie will like let
3: that. me say I win. Okay, I'm going to be more specific than what Chuck was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, execution on the offensive side factors into this. I want to see Baron Morton kill it. I want to be confident heading towards next football season that we got to do it, mm-hmm. okay? I feel like... I was more confident in Baron Morton after seeing him last year than okay. I was this year. And obviously his constant injuries factored into that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I just wanna come out of this game feeling like, hey, we, we, we all know who the starter is. I, that, no matter what, we're all gonna know that for next year. But I would just like, and we got a guy, mm-hmm. we got a guy. We're really confident in that guy. And so I want to see Baron Morton play really well in this game, and that comes from making strong throws and showing you his arm, but also making sound decisions, and you know being able to read defenses and make the right checks at the line of scrimmage and all that good stuff.
2: Okay. Uh, a couple things here from the Gates Flooring Center chat line, and I agree with you um, because I think if 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 you if you did, then that would if you, if he did that. Then everything else would kind of go with that, right?
3: I just think that we would all feel better moving towards next year. Like, okay, I, you know, uh, we will wonder about the offensive line or whatever, or I wonder how they're going to replace Bradford and Hutchins. But man, at least we know we got mm-hmm. a guy at quarterback.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And there have been times coming out of bowl games where we have felt that about the quarterback last year. Yeah. Yeah. And then in and previous years too, there have been previous times. I want to say there was an Alan Bowman year or a uh, Davis
3: Webb. Davis won that Webb is the one. Arizona Davis Webb. State, that's that's
2: yeah. the that's 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 the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh sentence Syntex Hanks says this offense is smooth as Tennessee whiskey. I am not a whiskey drinker. Uh, so to me whiskey never really seems to go down smooth. Jeff, are you a whiskey drinker?
4: I am fa- a fan of when the liquor is brown, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Whiskey bourbon. I mean, Brandy, I mean, we can go what, through the list of all of the brown Is liquors. that what
3: Choice accidentally poured on his mashed potatoes last night?
4: No, that was a vinaigrette. That That's not whiskey. Did he really? <laughs> like well, that, that. I
3: mean, let's be honest, okay? It was sitting in front of the mashed potatoes, and it mm-hmm. looked like brown gravy. Okay. Okay? But it was near the salad, too. Oh. Uh, and you could see why a whole bunch of people, they were not the only ones. But you could see why a whole bunch of people thought that was brown gravy. Mm. I think our, the meal was great, but I think our caterers could have done a better job organizing where the, they put stuff. The table. Labeling. It, label. Label. How about label? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It seems to me like you. that would be a good skill set for you. Labeling? To, no, to, uh, organizing. Jamie. Jamie's a good organizer. Everything's in order. I try. Every, uh, I try. I'll bet you... I bet you like if the Lints were to sell their home like today, like it, let's, let's just say for whatever reason you, you called the missus and said, Hey, we're going to sell the house. Uh, I've got a realtor coming by right now to assess the home. You wouldn't have to do any cleaning or straightening to, for the, for the house to be shown today. Like somebody could walk in today and go through your house and go, Oh,
3: I would say, I'll, I'll take this. I wouldn't say any cleaning or straightening. there's, I mean, we do have, Two daughters in the house, mm-hmm. you know, and a dog. And a dog. Who has more dog toys than any dog on earth for some yeah, reason. For probably some reason.
4: need to vacuum. Yeah. No, they don't need to vacuum. They have a dog. They probably need to vacuum. Mrs. Lent would want to vacuum.
2: Yeah. Uh, this, I agree with Chuck with the added thought that the purring include a minimum of going for it on fourth down. Gain first downs on three or less
4: plays each time. How um, about some offensive creativity? Oh, okay. I feel like that's been lacking this year, uh, and we've seen. And it, I don't know why this year it's been s- such a ghost town in that regard. Because Kelly was had some creativity y- the year before. Well, maybe, maybe it's maybe maybe it's, the uh, personnel that you didn't have this year that you had last year, and that's an definite possibility. But that would be some fun things. Uh,
2: this, I want to leave the game asking why we didn't play the young receivers all season.
3: Yeah. Uh, that would be good because that would give you a lot of hope for those guys next year yeah yeah i think that's a good answer
2: yeah uh let's see here lubbock realtor says just tuned in you selling your house chuck no <laughs> no i'm not but so thanks for asking oh <laughs>
3: man lubbock realtor he's trying imagine, to sell
4: jamie's house the lubbock so.
3: realtor imagine how, how many people would be dying to buy the chuck hines
0: uh, it's gonna take
4: him a month though to clean out the garage <laughs>
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. At uh, nine this morning,
2: end of the bench on 100.7 score with Choice and Jeff. And then bottom line today at high noon, of course, Tech Talk leading into Red Raider basketball tonight. At eight is the tip time. The uh, pregame coverage is at seven o'clock tonight here on Double T 97.3. And, you know, one of the things... I hope this is not a trend I hope this is a function of the schedule because I I have to believe that it is but we need fans to start showing up in their seats because um, it's been lean and I I realize that when you're playing the Texas A&M Commerces of the world and the Texas A&M Corpus Christi's of the world and the you know Omaha's of the world and You're having to do research on on what did they used to call this team? You got North Alabama coming up and you got, you know, Oral Roberts tonight, which is maybe the highlight of the non-conference schedule. But I I hope that we find our way to the arena, you know, once Big 12 play comes because it, it has not been this. It's been sparse to be quite honest with you at the arena for the men's games.
3: I mean, you just touched on it. You know what the reason is. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't think that anybody is not interested in this basketball team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody is, you know, we don't like this basketball team anymore because right. Mark Adams is gone or I don't like Grant McCasley. I don't think that's it at all. If you have some of these games and you throw us a bone every once in a while, mm-hmm. I still think people show up. Yeah. This stuff is a beat down to watch. Okay? It, it is. It a is a beat down to watch. And people are not going to – let it interrupt they're they're not consistently going to let it interrupt they may go to every other one or every third one or whatever Mm -hmm. but they are not going to consistently go to not be entertained Mm -hmm. and when you're playing teams that you walk into the gym knowing you're going to win by 30 you're not entertained Mm -hmm. okay you may love the sport and you may love the red raiders which we all do and and you uh, and you absolutely know okay well i'll go support my red raiders by sitting at the house and cheering them on. Yeah. Okay?
2: No, I think I think all that's fair. It's,
3: you can't blame. I, I mean, I'm just not blaming it on the fans. you got to, every once in a while, do something. Sure. You have to make some attempt mm-hmm. to think about your fans. Okay? I get that you get these big games and you challenge yourself at neutral sites and in Hawaii mm-hmm. and all over the world. Okay? Yeah. Whatever. I get it. I understand it. And you can't play a tough team every game, but you have to bring in somebody that the fan base has some interest in beating.
2: Yeah. Somebody. So,
3: it could be SMU or New Mexico. It doesn't have to be Duke or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Bring in somebody that the fan base actually goes to the game wondering, okay, are we going to win or lose?
2: No, I agree with you. And the, the one, I guess the one thing that's kind of surprised me, because in, in recent years, You've been able to engage at least the student section into into coming to these cupcake games, so to speak.
3: Engage by, them into?
2: Like, <laughs> but well, by saying to them, by saying to them, you're going to have a seat for the big twelve games that you really want to go to, i.e., Texas or Kansas or Kansas State or Oklahoma State or Baylor or whomever. You know that by you coming to this game, you're gonna you come to all the games. We're gonna guarantee you a seat for these. Big Twelve games that really mean something, Um, and even even the student sections seem to be kind of benign this year.
3: Yeah, and 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 there's maybe there's a little bit of me that doesn't understand that just because you're a college kid, and I mean I know you got classes and you got to study and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but that's like that's the fun stuff to do when you were in college, right? To go to games, sure, absolutely. Maybe I understand that a little bit less. Mm -hmm. You know, like the opponent doesn't matter, and you're supposed to go to the game for your team, not for the other team. Yeah. But I mean, when you fully well know, we could just scrimmage ourselves, and it would be more entertaining.
2: Absolutely, no. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I it, these in other words, point to me. I think it's a disservice to play Vanderbilt in Fort Worth. I just I do not understand it. Do a home and home with them, um, and maybe this was the only way that you were going to be able to play them is to play them. in a a neutral site. But, I I mean, I just absolutely hate it. I
3: I don't understand that. Why would the two schools say, okay, I get that somebody organized this thing and invited them to to go play this game, okay? Mm -hmm. But why would these two schools that agree to play on a neutral site, why would they feel like it's completely unnecessary for them to do a home-and-home one year and the next year? (sighs) Why, Why would the athletic directors or the head basketball coaches say, Yeah, I'll play them in a neutral site, but we are not playing them at home or we are not going to their place. I don't know. Would you not want to see your team to have a true Mm -hmm. road game or two? Yeah. I know you had one. Okay. Would you not want to see your team play a true road game before conference play? I sure would. Okay. Would you not want to challenge yourself a little bit more? Again, Vanderbilt's below 500. It's not like they're, you know.
2: They're not going to challenge Kentucky.
3: Right, right. I, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Here's, you have to do some, in this world of like, in all these universities and these in these um, teams, professional teams across the country, we got to do something, to get our fans engaged. We got to get them into, you know, they can watch it at home. They can get it on their phone. They can do all of these things. Okay. You know how you get them to come? Have
2: a compelling make, game. Make
3: it entertaining. Yeah. Have a compelling okay? game. Make it entertaining.
2: Well, here's the other thing too is. We talk about the, nobody wants to do a home-and-home. Home. Well, hey, how about doing a home-and-home home in the same season? I mean, we do this all the time in the Big 12. Now, it's changing this year. You won't have a home-and-home, home-and-away with everybody because you'll have certain teams that you'll have, you know, a, a, an away game and a home game with and some just away and some just home. But what? why couldn't you go to somebody that's, a, you know, a, a, whether it's a power five or a, a mid-major and say, hey, we want to play in a home-and-home we'll play you November 6th, and we'll play you December 6th. How different is that from the Big 12 when we see sometimes where you would go, you know, less than 10 days from playing the same team twice? Why couldn't you do that?
3: Yeah, I I don't know. I I just... I'm not asking every game to be a challenge. I I just... You can't ask them, the fans, six or seven times over this two-month stretch to go to a game you fully expect to win by 30 and wonder... Why are our fans not showing up to all of these games? Why are they games?
2: leaving with the uh, at the under 4?
3: Yeah, why are these fan, why are these fans not showing up? It's because they know the outcome before you go.
2: Yeah. Somebody says this, "You know how many recruits live in the Dallas area?" I'm I'm aware. I I'm aware, and everybody recruits there. Everybody. Yes,
3: I have no problem with them going and playing neutral site games. I just don't understand why we can't schedule anybody.
2: Yeah, throw us a ball.
3: Not five of them just one (laughs) just one
2: i want more than one okay but i'd start with one and i don't like the neutral site games i I don't like them i've 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 stood on that soapbox for a number of years now and
3: it's easier to get a good quality competition in a neutral site game so again i'm not completely against neutral site games yeah. I'm just saying, do something. You know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for the guy in the ticket that that's, runs the ticket office. I feel bad for the guy, the people in the marketing department. They're like, hey, ticket office, why are you guys not selling more tickets to the basketball game? Well, they have
2: sold them. They just <laughs> can't give anybody to come. Well, because we're playing Oklahoma or o- uh, Omaha Commerce. <laughs> we played every Commerce, <laughs> Christian, you know, non Dom school that we can. It's like, give me a product to sell again they've they've sold all the seats i mean i mean i, I tried there's I, plenty of
3: individual seats oh they're not, not good
2: ones okay but still not, good no good. i'm serious because i try i, I tried to those upgrade will
3: from, sell during big 12 play i'm just the tell, not good ones that you speak of
2: i'm just telling you the lower bowl is sold out okay the upper deck in the it i mean i tried to upgrade my reserve seats uh I, I did up we did upgrade from GA to reserve seats. They're not bad, but we're in the upper deck. And and I'll, I'm happy with where we are right now. I'm always looking for an upgrade.
4: And the hands that need to be shaking are in yeah. the lower deck. I'm That's not, right, by yeah. God. You need me down there. You want me on that concourse. Yeah.
3: I'm not trying to be mad at Texas Tech about it. I'm I know not mad it's at the te- way of the world yeah, and is. everybody's doing it. Right. But don't question why the fans aren't showing up. You know the reason. Yeah. We all know the reason
0: right quality is everything this has been the morning drive podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t973 podcasts at double t973.com